I mean, I'm I'm just gonna buy whatever I buy next time. I'm just gonna buy it outright. I'm not gonna build it because I'm old and my time is valuable, and I don't want to play with expensive Legos like that. Right. I want to play with regular Legos, <laughs> right? Because that's what building a computer is. It is literally expensive Legos. This is true, <laughs> and I only shocked myself once. Did you (laughs) (laughs) see? And this is why I ask you to keep a camera on yourself at all times. There is, there is the likelihood that there's going to be something uh, TikTok worthy. This episode of the all about nothing podcast is brought to you by GOT sound studio. GOT sound studio offers a variety of experiences, music, voice, and instrumental recording and production video and still photography. GOT Sound Studio has all of your media needs met. Owned and operated by Dominique Stewart, the Neek the Geek, experienced artists as well as up and coming will find everything they need to create. Bring your media needs to one of the most talented producers and engineers in the business, Neek the Geek. You can find details by visiting gotsoundstudio.com or calling 803-243-2302. You can also find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. The All About Nothing podcast may have content and language. That isn't appropriate for some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the All About Nothing Podcast. I am Barrett Gruber. This is episode number 196. It is Monday, March the 4th. I'm joined uh, this week by, uh, of course, uh, uh, let me actually let me go through some stuff before I do introductions, because if I just jump straight into it, I'm going to miss the opportunity for the jokes that I wrote. And I know Zach looks forward to these immensely. So uh, so first, uh, thank you for supporting the show. Without listeners, uh, then we're just the same 99% of all the other podcasts that are out there that everyone listens to out of obligation rather than uh, because they're enjoying the content. So with an audience that's mostly just family members and friends that feel uh, that obligation, for those of you that aren't, thank you for listening. If you're listening, please subscribe to the show so that uh, we get uh, we get more listeners. So uh, people tend to stick around. Uh, and if you'd like to join uh, many of the others that are in support of the show, you can go a little further with memberships that are available through our website. Uh, I'll give you details on that at the end of the show, so stick around for that. Secondly, I want to thank uh, Dr. George Ackerman, advocate for finding and spreading awareness about Parkinson's disease uh, in the name of his mother, uh, Sharon, whom passed away just a, a few years ago. So uh, George has a website uh, that he interviews and does podcasts to assist in spreading awareness uh, as well as social media content out there. It's all about uh, the the battle of Parkinson's disease. Uh, and it's one of those things that I fundamentally believe that there has to be a cure that's on the horizon. So I'm humbly asking, please go visit uh, togetherforsharon.com for links to social media, podcast episodes, and more information about uh, foundations and groups that support the, the uh, those that are affected, affected uh, with uh, Parkinson's disease. So here we go. Uh, for this week's episode, I, uh, I want to welcome one of the most well-versed individuals in South Carolina politics because he is subjected to it on almost a daily basis, uh, my good friend Leroy Green. Welcome, Leroy. Welcome, fellas. Appreciate it for you having me. Absolutely. Uh, as well, the spoke to my wheel, the hammer to my nail, and the sock to my shoe, uh, Zach King. <laughs> the sock to your shoe? I don't know. Okay. Ultimately... Uh, if you listen to what the pod was that I come up with the uh, odd introductions that uh, don't really mean anything, but sound funny when I'm writing them. So uh, going to uh, jump. Well, actually, how have you guys been? I'll let uh, I'll let I'll let Leroy go first. 
Uh, I'm good. Uh, like I said, we talked about before the pod parenting, uh, just trying to, you know, keep them alive and you got to keep your hands away from the mouth. Uh, so <laughs> they're three and one, uh, right now we're going into the not bite daddy stage yeah, yeah. in life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they grow out of that. Uh, but other than that, things are good. The wife is, uh, still tolerates me. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah, good. Things are good. That's good. Zach, how about, how about your end? Uh, you know, just working still new where I am now. Yeah. Being a dad also I've been bit a couple of times, Leroy, you're not alone there. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's what they do. Uh, the, the pillow massacre that just happened before this recording. I mean, everything really starting to politics is really starting to ramp back up. So I'm tiptoeing into it a little bit, trying not to wear myself out before November gets here. But, yeah. Uh, that's fair the, that's the insanity fair. of life is happening yeah i'll uh i'll just i'll just preface this by saying that uh so this is this is more in line with what the show normally is where we have uh several people on to uh discuss normally zach uh and uh and of course trent uh but uh basically uh the i wanted to discuss with you guys because we've south carolina has now already been the first in the south with the democratic uh primary which I, i'm just gonna say was completely useless, uh, was a complete and utter waste of money because the parties have to pay for these primaries. If they want to have a, a presidential preferred primary, then they basically burn their own money to, 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 to do these primaries. And it's, it's utterly ridiculous the amount of money that it costs and, and completely pointless when Joe Biden walks away with 90%, 96% of the uh, democratic vote. Um, I, I don't know what the intention was for. I worked, uh, the primary at a location over in Lexington at a Lutheran church over there. And for the entire 12 hours that the poll was open, we saw 55 people, 55. And uh, there were other locations that saw, saw far, far fewer. Uh, there was one Lexington uh, precinct that apparently only saw 12. So one an hour. And we had we had seven people, six people working our polls for 55 people that came out throughout the day. Um, the Republican primary was considerably more busy. I think over the entire state of South Carolina, they, they, I think they almost saw a million voters show up. Like it was, it was in the 700 thousands or something like that. But, um, but Donald Trump won, uh, by 20 points, uh, except down in SC one, uh, or South Carolina one, which is, uh, Nancy Mace's, uh, territory. Uh, and if you don't know who Nancy Mace is, just look up the insane woman who carried an Indiana Jones whip through the halls of Congress one day. Like she went from being a Trump, uh, uh, not, he, she, she wasn't really a Trump fan to all of the sudden yeah. in the last two years, completely flipped. And now she's, she's huge MAGA. Um, but yeah, so Nancy Mace territory, uh, uh, let's see, which, which, by the way, Mac DeFord, who is running against her, he's going to be on the show here in the next few weeks. Uh, so I'm looking forward to having him on the show. Because now, is that the, is that the former campaign man? Is that the chief of staff that's running against her? Yeah. Is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Mac, I, Mac DeFord. I look forward to that. that yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, uh, it, it should, it should be good. Uh, so he's, he's currently seeking the democratic nomination. And I think he, I think when filing day comes, he's probably going to have a primary, He's probably gonna have to run against somebody, a Democrat. So, you know, uh, Michael B. Moore. Yes, that's it. That's it. 
Michael B. Moore. So hold on. So you're. Uh, so, oh, sorry. So the guy that you're going to be talking to is running the Democratic primary. Um, yeah, he's going to be running against Michael B. Moore. But the other person in the Republican side is a her chief of staff and Catherine Templeton. Yes. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> now, yes, you are correct. I do remember. I do remember that. So, yeah. So it, it should be both parties are going to wind up having to burn money on primaries, which you know, I guess I'm in favor of as long as both of them are do it. Uh, I I like the primary system if if in the sense of I like the idea of that, that that the incumbent will be challenged by somebody who will push them one way or the other. Yeah. In other words, defend your a defend your record. I like to see debates. I don't like to see debates with crowds, but I want to see a debate. I want to see you defend your record and I want to see maybe somebody from your party, whether you're left or right, push you on policies that you support. Yeah. Biden got a pass by not having any primary challengers. So which has good and bad things. Trump had a whole host of primary challengers, which was a waste of time because the party has decided we're ride or die Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a that is that is a fact. Uh I I, I real quick I wanted to read so uh I got a text message. Uh, after the South Carolina primary, after Marianne Williamson dropped out. So uh, Bill Kimmler, who, of course, friend of the show, also host of Black, White, and Blue in the South uh, podcast with Dr. Jamil Brooks, uh, he sent me a text message on February 9th, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, he said, uh, looks like the Gruber interview wasn't enough to propel her campaign. This is immediately after the time Politico reported that uh, Marianne Williamson dropped out. He said, in fact, political si- Politico cites... Uh, that interview as the turning point for her downward spiral. He said, <laughs> he said, quote, Williamson had been enjoying a successful climb in the polls, mounting a, mounting a serious challenge to the incumbent president. But after her fateful appearance on the All About Nothing podcast, her numbers dropped precipitously and her campaign never recovered. Uh, he says it's right there in the article. He sent me a link to the article. Now, I did not follow the link because I've learned not to follow a lot of the links that Bill sends me because you never, you know, you never know. You just never know. Uh, did he send you that guy sitting on the bed? <laughs> no. Did he send that to you? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, but yeah, the, the Republican primary had a huge turnout, uh, much busier day. The location that I was at, which was the same location that I did the democratic uh, primary. Uh, we had nearly 1200 voters come through. Uh, and, and one of the things that I wanted to bring up was uh, there was a campaign worker that had gotten permission from the county of Lexington uh, for Senator Garrett uh, out of Greenwood, uh, Billy Garrett. And basically there, he was there really, uh, it it wasn't that he was there, being there was an issue for us. Uh, He was friendly enough. He was thanking voters that as they exited out as well as handing out leaflets, but he was only allowed to hand those out and talk to the voters as they were exiting the polling location. Um, we did get some weird complaints. Somebody, somebody said that they were handed a leaflet before they walked in. And so I had to walk out there and tell them, you know, you make sure that these only go to, go to individuals as, uh, as they're leaving. And he said, yeah, the, who, the person just took it from, like the person reached over and took it from him as, as they were going in. So that was, that's on them. Um, but, uh, if you, if you don't know who Billy Garrett is, I want to, I want to play you guys some audio. Uh, that uh, r- really in- encapsulates who Senator Billy Garrett is from uh, from the upstate. So I'm just going to play this for us because uh, it's entertaining. Some teaching is going on in the school system that's training people. Yes, I am. 
I would defy you to cite me to an example in South Carolina where a child has said that it's hard to hear. Didn't want to do this. Don't hear. Oh, no, you don't hear it at all. No. Well, okay. So, so basically, uh, what I'm gonna. It's uh, it, I think the the volume on it's coming in pretty low. Uh, essentially, so Billy Garrett is uh, is this haunchy fat Republican out of out of the. That was a that was that was meant to be haunchy, uh, haunchy fat Republican. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that describes a lot of them, but he's this silver haired white Republican out of Greenwood County. Uh, but essentially, he is in South Carolina. He is. Um, I want to say he's like one of the one of the uh, heads of a committee or something, uh, but in a uh, in a recent uh, session, a uh, committee session, um, he said that there was an incident uh, at a public school in Greenwood County that uh, a student uh, wanted to be a cat, so the school played along, including getting a litter box and. Uh, basically attending to this child as though they were a cat and uh the bob hutto i think i think its name is bob hutto let me let me pull up my notes again real quick so uh yeah so um uh it's uh bob no hutto you know brad hutto uh out of district 40 uh which is orangeburg and allendale he basically said you have an example of this happening that there was a student who teachers and and administrators encouraged to be a cat like talk to this child into doing this and uh garrett said well i don't i don't have i don't have proof but there there is there i, I know i've heard of this one incident where where a child was asked they they treated the child like a cat and uh so i did some checking um not remotely true completely no, false never never it's, happened it's a hoax it's the litter box hoax. Yes. Yeah, and uh, and the fact that we have we have a senator who will willingly sit on the stand, having no evidence to support this ever <laughs> happening, and, right. and would stand and would sit in front of a committee uh, publicly, and and would admit that that this is something that is real is where are we at? And is that just straight up lying to lie? Just yeah. saying no one no one was going to go fact check you any of no, that it's it's a meme it's it's something that has been going around in political circles that has caught on and it's a it's a hoax it's a, it's a joke and basically you know you ever see something that's like on a satire site like the Babylon yeah. Lee or something like that mm -hmm. and it sounds close to true of like something that you might think and then it's twisted a little bit he's not the first right He's just the latest to fall for this, to actually say it. The state has a great article called SC Lawmakers Latest to Claim Student Asked for a Litter Box and They Identify as a Cat. And he it's been debunked every time it comes up. It's debunked. Yeah. But it's sad that it, in 2024, there's people are still falling for this when it all it takes is a simple Google search. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, and I went further than that. I actually called the school district in Greenwood to try and track down which school this occurred in. If if there was the potential of at least talking to an administrator of the school and having them on the podcast, because, you know, I'm going to give, I'm going to, I'm lightly, very loosely, I'm going to give Senator Billy Garrett the benefit of the doubt and, and try and at least track down where the story could have potentially come from. And in this case... It didn't. 
There was there was no validity to it whatsoever. It it never occurred in South Carolina. Now there were incidents in other parts of the country where apparently there was uh it was it had to do with something on on like an it was a it was an animal day or something like that where the students in the classroom got to pretend or dress up to be those animals for one day. And that was where it basically snowballed into there is a school that is supporting the idea that children want to be different animals. It was one single yeah. day. That so was building it. hypotheticals. Right. And yeah, then, sure that, and then yeah. turning them into this, this falsehood. Right. I, I, and, 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 and I count on Leroy to have the balanced sort of unbiased opinion in a lot of things, because sometimes Leroy sends me text message where I, where I look at it and I go, he's on the verge. He's on the verge of, <laughs> he's about, he's about to jump ship. He's gonna, he's gonna, he may, I, I he see. may vote, he may vote Republican, uh, uh which is I, fine if you do. I'm not, you know, I, I, I try to be balanced in the sense of, I, th- I understand both sides. The difference is there are some people on the left who are absolutely insane. Yes. And there are people on the right who are absolutely insane. The difference is, I think, and we see this a lot, the leftists, the true leftists, seem to hate each other as much as they hate the right. In other right. words, they fight each other so much that it's almost comical that they get anything done. Whereas the right embraces their crazy and brings them into the fold. And the sad part about that is, is that when you have some of these people who don't do their research or they don't, uh, they don't look things up, they just take things at face value, it gets passed around. Now, some of it is innocent. Some of it is your uncle heard something and he repeats that or your dad hears something we all do it to a certain extent oh i remember reading something but there is this element this misinformation campaign that some are engaging in to get this these things out there because by the time you've debunked it it's already too late yeah you look at things like pizzagate you look on the birther conspiracy you look at all of these things QAnon. it's already gotten away from the original whatever whatever it was in the beginning and it's already traveled the world and by then you're on your by then it's too late you're on your heels fighting it and so i think in it's almost in a sense of you have to understand what one side is doing um i was raised i would say a lot of my friends and raised you know on the democratic party side and a lot of and so i do try to be balanced and understanding hey how did we end up this way? Yeah. And I think with our Republican primary, you can see how we ended up this way. You may not like it, but if you study it, you can you see how we ended up this way. But it is oh, fascinating yeah. the fact that the gov- former governor, a popular governor of South Carolina, could not win her home state. Yeah. Part of that is her shooting herself in the foot. And part of that is the people. Think about this for a second. Henry McMaster is governor because of Nikki Haley. Tim Scott is a senator because of Nikki Haley. Nancy Mace was endorsed by Nikki Haley. And every single one of those people turned and endorsed Donald Trump. Why do we we think that is? 
Like, what is it? What is, is it? Is it just that they are so certain that Donald Trump is going to win the nomination and then potentially the White House again that that they're hanging them? Are, are they are they all vying for vice president? Is that is that what it is? Have you so you guys watch football? We yeah. all, we all you know um, remember when the Rams went all in to win a Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They they, they knew afterwards. Same thing with Tampa. When Tampa got Tom Brady and they were like, the hell with it. We're going to mortgage the team to win now. Right. We'll worry about the future later. That's what the Republican Party did. They had an opportunity on January the 6th to say, we do not want this form of governing. They decided, for whatever reason, we're not going to do that. Yeah. When the impeachment came up, when when Donald Trump was at his lowest, they had an opportunity to say, we're going to move past this. And they've decided we're not. They've decided we're going to go down with the ship. We're going to mortgage the future to win a championship. Because think about it. If they win the White House and they win back the House, they, there's a possibility they could win the Senate. But if they win the White House, Trumpism won. Yeah. And every person who comes down the line will mirror that. If they lose, it is one of the biggest gambles, if you think about it in political history, because the party is banking on one person and one style. Because if you think about it, since 20, since Trump was elected, they have won. They have lost every election since then. The red wave that was promised us in 2022 didn't happen. Yeah. He yeah. lost in 2020. So when you look at these things, they're mortgaging their future for this man. This And honestly, if you think about it, he's a free agent. He's a mercenary. He is literally Matthew Stafford, who won <laughs> with another team. He's yeah. Tom Brady, yeah. who won in the business world. And they're like, we're going to bring this guy in because he's going to bring us the championship because he did it before and he's going to keep doing it. Yeah. Well, can he do yeah. it this year? <laughs> Here's here's and, here's it. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Zach. Go ahead, Zach. I was just, but they the thing is too. They they also adopted his playbook. They adopt the rhetoric and they want to keep that going. You see people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, mm -hmm. gosh, the Senate Matt Gates. They just take mm -hmm. that be wrong but double down on it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, yeah. you're you're absolutely right. So one of the one of the interesting things uh, that a statistic that's come out of this basically is that of of the voters that voted in Michigan last night, which, you know, we're recording on a Wednesday, uh, but of, of the voters that voted in Michigan yesterday, 25% of them, whether they voted for Haley or whether they voted for Trump, 25% of them said that if Trump is indicted, they would not vote for him in October or in November. They will not vote for him. That that he is. If he get, I'm sorry, not indicted. If he if he gets convicted, he ab they absolutely will not vote for him. I find that interesting. In in South Carolina, he only won by 20 points. Now he won he won by 40 points in Michigan last night. But you know there is it, for for basically a a a, pre, a a former president that's kind of running as the Republicans incumbent. He is not garnering that much support from the Republicans. Uh, I mean, they're they're perfectly willing to say we're you know if he gets convicted of any one of these, which he's been convicted of two now. Uh, that, yeah, but at the, at the same end of that that coin, you you have people in like Colorado who like Nikki ran unopposed. I think it was Colorado, <laughs> and she lost to the 
no one here, no one yeah. present. Yeah. No, that was, was. that was that was Arizona. Or Nevada. Arizona, no, Nevada. It was in Nevada. Nevada. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So in Nevada, uh, it was none of the above that won by none like above, thirty or forty yeah. percent, like or for thirty or forty points uh, out of. But Donald Trump wasn't on that ballot. He didn't file in the primary because he was in the caucus because Nevada is in one of those transitional periods where they still have a a caucus, but they also now have a primary because they used to just be a caucus state. I don't think it's weird. What? And and here's the thing with with when we, we circle back to South Carolina, one of the things that I think a lot of people, they're looking at Trump and they're realizing, and it goes back to your point, Barrett, he is the front runner. He is eventually he'll be the, the presumptive nominee. The problem that the Republican Party is facing right now is they have a winner with who they feel do, is Donald Trump, even though all the evidence that Nikki Haley's pointed out says, no, he has it. He doesn't help them on down ballot races. He doesn't help them win the Senate. He didn't help them in the House. But they look back at that time in the White House and they say he beat Hillary Clinton. And if we in this form of trumpism this form this maga thing this wave that they're writing if you look at it that he's not winning these huge margins yes he's beating his primary he's beating beating ron DeSantis. yes he's beating vivek ramaswamy he's beating tim scott mike pence uh chris, chris christie yeah you look at all of the people he's beating i'm not saying that they're not serious politicians but they're not people who he's not really fighting people like he fought in 2016. Oh yeah, he didn't on that stage. He laid waste. Oh yeah, to the Republican establishment. He's not doing that right now, and he's winning by smaller margin. Uh, and one of the things in South Carolina, Nikki Haley got 40 percent. She got 40 percent, which is not good for a red state that has a huge military contingent. You are not doing well if you have not. He should have if he was going to win, he should have won by a landslide. And he did not. He won in the. And when you look at that number, that is not a that's not a good signal for the Republican Party. No, not at all. No, it really should have been if if Donald Trump is is really the the uh, nominee that the Republican Party wants, then there should have been a a large upswell of support for him. And the fact that Nikki Haley wound up pulling in 40% of the vote or 41 or whatever it, here, you know, she, she pulled in like what, 25% of the vote in New Hampshire. She pulled in, you know, these are, these are all indications that I think that while the Republican establishment and the individuals that make up the politicians in the Republican party, while they certainly seem comfortable with this idea that they're going to hang their hats on Donald Trump and, and, and walk with him into, I don't know where he's going, but walk with him in that direction. Uh, the Republican voters themselves are not I don't, I just don't, I don't see it. not only are they not doing it, the donor class that backs Republicans right. or politicians are not as well. Now, you did see uh, after the Michigan primary, you saw the Koch brothers super PAC that is uh, that the super PAC backed by the Koch brothers did pull their support for Nikki. Hitt. Yeah, she did raise about a million dollars after the South Carolina primary. I believe you do see the donor class not going all in on Donald Trump in the beginning. Part of that is they wanted someone else. Yeah. Now, when 
he does when Super Tuesday comes around, he becomes the presumptive nominee. The question is, two, you have two major questions. Does Nikki Haley bend the knee? And do, does the donor class and the rest of the party who was fighting against him step get back in line? Yeah. And that's a big question because you have a huge swath of independents and never Trumpers. In other words, Trump is not gaining any new followers or voters. He's trying to consolidate the Republican Party. So he has to win by the Democrats basically stepping on a rake, right. which let's be honest, Democrats have a very long history of fumbling the bag yeah. of being Charlie Brown and letting Lucy pull the football out. You would think this president would have a literal r race yeah. to the white yeah. with all the accomplishments that he has done. However, if you look at every poll, people have said, we trust Donald Trump on the economy. We trust Donald Trump on the border. We trust. And you're like, how was the Democrats messaging so bad? Yeah. Like, how, how are you fumbling the bag? so much and if donald trump wins it will not be because donald trump is it will be because the democrats have literally given away the game yeah they, democrats will be the atlanta falcons and in the super bowl I, oh come on oh, man yeah, yeah. come on look hey yeah. i i don't i i don't want to i don't want to call any names here but uh uh sarki is it who, who's who's the 49th sarkeesian sarkeesian no it's um um uh it, no, Sarkeesian is the coach of Texas. That's right. Um, yeah, I was about to say uh, that name. Shanahan. 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 I just want to point out. I just want to point out. Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons uh, in mm -hmm. in Atlanta in 2017 when we went to the Super Bowl. He was also the head coach of the 49ers who blew mm -hmm. their lead in the recent Super Bowl. Twice. So twice. Remember, he blew a lead with 49ers when he was right. when they were up against the Chiefs the first time and this past time. Yeah. So it's yep. not the Falcons. It's clearly the Shanahan fool. I, I, I take that back. I, I, I oh, like, I did, I like I did, Shanahan. I did want to bring up, did y'all see the opening for uh, SNL this last weekend? Remind, did, very, remind me. Oh, oh, it was this. It, it was, was Rubio. Yeah, it was Rubio. It was, uh, Rubio, uh, it was Tim Scott. Tim Lindsay Scott, Graham, Rubio, Lindsey Graham. And then Senator Riker, whatever his name is. Yeah. Rich. Rich, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that was that was entertaining. Yeah, because they're well, like, yeah, like, they were basically all just like, yeah, he's such a great guy. Remember when he did that to you? Yeah, he did that, <laughs> and they all like morosely look around. They're like, but he's still he's such a great guy. It's exactly you're waiting for those guys to hop off and be like, are you gonna take a stand just because he lashed you one good time? Like, you need still need to stand up. I know he gave your phone number out, Lindsay, but I still need you to stand up. Like, yeah, you know. Like that's, that that was very funny and very apropos. What's uh, real quick? What's our opinion on uh, the uh, the grift over to selling uh, sneakers? Oh, it's genius. <laughs> is it? It's well, it's it, because think about it. Is. I mean, if you think about it in the sense of he has never met a product he would not sell. That's and true. And if you think and if you think about the whole idea of what, of what he's doing, and love him or hate him. I, the man somehow has able to cultivate a following who will support him no matter what. In, in spite of all of the evidence, they have been willing to a donate to his campaign. They have been willing to vote for him. They have been willing to stand by his side no matter what. And I, some people 
who are definitely smarter than I am will tell you that it is cult-like behavior. They will tell you that this is this is not natural. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a learned man in that sense. I don't have those degrees. But you have to think about the fact of the day he got a $454 million judgment, he goes to SneakerCon and drops a shoe to where that's the news cycle. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're you're not I wrong. Mean, Admittedly, though, what, what I find the funniest about the shoe is the fact that if you go and you read the fine print on the sales, there is no guarantee that these will be shipped anytime soon. There is no actual guarantee that they ever will ship. There is. We're not making them in China, all right? Okay. <laughs> but that these these shoes apparently, uh, that they like I said, there's no guarantee that they will ship anytime soon. There is no guarantee that they will actually ever ship. But that all sales are final and there is no refund available. It's like yeah. he's he's he he's literally putting it out there. Hey, just so you know. The likelihood of me scamming you is all written right here. So just send me your three hundred and ninety nine dollars, and let's oh, hope man. for the best. I, I want the I want the uh, you know the um, whatever you call it, just the group, the assembly of clowns to adopt that shoe <laughs> as the new clown shoe. I mean, do you do you think that he's ever going to wear them? Has he worn them? No, no, no. I, I, I mean, we're talking about a man that has never worn a sneaker a day in his life. I, I, I refuse to believe he's worn tennis, one. Tennis court, tennis court. I, this is what I'll say. I, I, they're not for me. I don't, I'm not a sneakerhead like that. I'm not going to be buying the insurrection sixes. But <laughs> yeah, you know, for those what, people, yeah. for those people who want those shoes, more power to you. But I find it, I find it hilarious that. On one side, the Republicans are screaming about the economy, talking about how bad the economy is, inflation is up. And the presumptive nominee for the Republican Party is dropping $400 shoes. Yeah. Like, who is that for? Yeah. And that's what I and that's why I said the Democrats messaging is so bad because the jokes write themselves and the Democrats are literally arguing with themselves over stupid stuff. And it's like he dropped a $400 shoe, people. What he's like, it's almost like I, I want to see, like, I, I feel like Trump is honestly like, I wonder how bad I can get before the And Like, you remember when he said I can shoot daring a person them. with half? Oh, yeah. He, it's, yeah. It's almost like he's daring them. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I look at the Democrats and I'm like, how are you losing? Like, how is your message that bad that this meant, like, and that's Ow. and that's something that's something Leroy we we we've been talking about for months. I mean, like you and I have 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 expressed this back and forth for months. And and you're exactly right. The Democrats there is there is so much opportunity to go look at this fool. Look at look at look at all of the evidence. Take take just do 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 a a just a quick in fact I'll do it for you. Here is an individual who has committed uh, adultery at least three times that we know because uh, he left he left one wife for the next wife. He left that wife for the next wife. And then we have it documented and paid for uh, that he slept with a porn star while his wife was recovering from giving birth. So those are the only three that we know of that are documented because that's how it all played out. Here is an individual who literally ran an ad in the New York Post claiming that uh, that they should bring back the death penalty specifically for the Central Park Five. 
And 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 then it turns out that none of them were even remotely involved in anything. Like yeah. DNA evidence came out and it was like right. they they were completely exonerated. And he and, and, and so you 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 can't how here okay so the next one we have evidence a recorded phone call to the state uh, secretary of state of Georgia where Donald Trump literally says I need you to find me eleven thousand seven hundred eighty votes that's one more than we need and we win like he a recording of him saying it and basically trying to convince the secretary of the state of Georgia to just smudge the numbers. Just push it in my direction, and we went. He wouldn't have won the presidency. I mean, Biden had already had already crossed the threshold without Georgia, so it didn't it didn't make a whole lot of difference. But but it was the idea was if we can if we can do it in Georgia, then we can set up the dominoes to start to fall in other states. If Georgia folds, other states will fold. So you have evidence like this, and yet you still look at this man and you go. Yes, I know that he completely turned a a fantastic, well, not fantastic, an Atlantic City casino into a cesspool and bankrupted a casino. It's the the cliche the house always wins isn't fictional. The house always wins. How you destroy a casino. And somebody tried to give me the excuse, I think it was on TikTok, but because I made a comment. But someone gave me the excuse it was because he didn't hire the best people to run his casino. And it's like, it's a casino. <laughs> it prints money. <laughs> Literally. I mean, they, they come in little little plastic chips. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. <sighs> the problem is, I guess we've – and I, the reason why I always use the sports analogy when it comes to politics is because politics has become a my team versus your team. Right. It doesn't matter who your team is because I'm going to side with my team. In the face of everything, if you remember – and and here's the thing that you have to understand. There is a war going on within the Republican Party. We're just watching it play out live. Within the last week, as as of this taping, Mitch McConnell is stepping down as a leadership position. Yeah. In the GOP. So after the election, there's going to be a new leader. He is the longest running Senate leader in our country's history. Mitch McConnell at one time was the kingmaker. He was the power behind the scenes. Yep. I don't think Mitch McConnell can go to CPAC without a Secret Service escort. Oh, yeah. And oh, so yeah. you have to think about the fact of the establishment Republicans, if you're looking at what's going on, and not just Republicans, you're seeing on both sides, I think there are 23 to 24 Democrats retiring in the House and maybe more Republicans. But this is one of the, the one of it's a huge turnover. History, it's a huge turnover. So what you're seeing, especially on the Republican side, is they're mortgaging their future to win this championship. Well, because what they look at is from here on, if we win this, every candidate would model themselves after Donald Trump. Yeah. And if you remember, and Baird, you're old enough to remember, the patron saint of the Republican Party was Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Right. Ronald Reagan would be a Democrat. Yep. Yep. If if Ronald Reagan said the things he said when he was president, if Ronald Reagan said the things that he said about immigration, about interventionalism not being an isolationist. Gorbachev tear down that wall. Ronald Reagan would be a Democrat. 
based on the things that this Republican Party is voting on and wants. Ronald Reagan's and, support of well, Social yeah. Security and Medicare, like like yeah. these social programs, <laughs> Ronald Reagan, uh, in his presidency, at least in the first term, uh, fought mm-hmm. to, to, to make sure that those were there. And I and, and, and in a minute, we'll bring up, I want to bring up the cognitive stuff, but well, Zach, you were going to say I, something. I, yeah, I, I don't want to make you guys feel old that's just the president that when i was born he was president but (laughs) did people back then make a fun of his you know cognitive disabilities no one knew no No one knew knew. no one knew we did even when he spoke you kind of i mean he had half a shaved head at one point right we i don't remember that but he had he had like surgery or something didn't he and he he actually had part of his head well he had he had he said he suffered from dementia like right. from the end of his first term into all of his second term, he was he was pretty dementiated. But, but we did, we never knew. Never had any idea. Okay. We didn't Fair find enough. out. We didn't find out that he couldn't tell the difference between his wife and a uh, and a lamp uh, yeah, until worry. well after until well after he had passed. Like a lot of that stuff, we didn't know anything about. Well, and that's mm-hmm. the whole thing. A lot of them think Nancy kind of had a big strong hand in making yes. helping him make decisions and things like it's, that. It's not the first time. It's, oh, it is, now, it's not the first when the time. The president has that. You make fun of him. That's all it is. Is make fun. man can't walk upstairs. The man can't hold. And this, these are problems. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're not. But just the way it's treated is kind of ridiculous to me. Well, I tell you what. We'll we'll break this up a little bit with. Uh, so the news came out yesterday that apparently airline companies have now admitted that airplane mode is not actually necessary, and they've known about this for 20 years. Have you heard about this? That that there was never any necessity to turn on airplane mode. It has nothing to do with any sort of like radio frequencies or anything that could potentially harm the the airplane or the flight or anything like that. Nothing at all. So they have come out and admit. How how does this make you guys feel? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't trust corporations, so I'm not shocked. Like, I mean... (laughs) You, you, I mean, think about it. I, I had a friend of mine who worked in insurance uh, and he literally told me about, you know, we, we talk about the whole insurance adjustment about like when they actually have numbers by how much your life is worth if you die. And he he was one of he was a claims adjuster. And he told me and I once I learned that there's nothing I can't think that a company would or would not do. Think about it. A recall for an automobile only happens if they if they wait the amount of money they would have to pay out if enough of us died in an accident right like once you know that you're like "Mm." and there's there's still a couple ford pintos running around on the roads there's there's an acceptable number of fatalities before they do anything corporations are people that is speaking speaking of another corporation uh kentucky fried chicken is rolling out its latest menu item which is the the chitza uh or the chiza Pizza. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to, so basically what it is, it's two, chicken yeah, it's chicken pizza, two white meat, extra fried pieces of chicken fillets covered with marinara sauce, mozzarella cheese, and pepperoni. I'll try it. Okay. That <laughs> <laughs> is an affirmative not- from Zach. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to sit yeah. out on that one. Really? I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I when like I've had a chicken I've had a chicken crust pizza where, you know, the the chicken is is cooked and then you you mash it up and then you basically smear it out so that it's it's a it's a gluten-free pizza crust. Mm-hmm. I've done that before. It's not bad. I I, you know, 
there's there's something lost in the in the texture i think but uh what i what i saw was literally two flat pieces of of fried chicken with marinara sauce and and mozzarella cheese and and pepperoni on top i i'm not saying i won't try it i'm i'm saying that i'm apprehensive about trying it because there is there is potential that this might be good <laughs> it was, i bet it's good well what was the See, other I, I, what was the other monstrosity they came out with it was the uh it was the uh, the, the two pieces the two pieces yeah. of chicken with the, yeah basically a sandwich the buns were the chicken strips yeah but the famous bowls are monstrosity but damn i make See, that I thought when you, when you brought up fast food i thought you were going to bring up because Wendy's is going to test surge pricing. I, that's where I thought you were going. I want to. You're doing fast food. Yeah, I want to talk and about that like, too. Yeah, I was like, that's again the audacity. <laughs> I, I, I got, how I, dare it, How dare you? But then I'm like, you know what? Bravo. Bravo <laughs> companies to say we're dealing with high inflation. People can't afford homes. But you know Must what? If, if you want a four for four, be prepared to pay six dollars at noon. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to do it for episode number 196 of the All About Nothing podcast. This is going to be part one of this episode. Part two, of course, comes out next week. So make sure to tune in for that. Thank you very much, Zach King, for being here. Also, thank you to our guest, uh, Leora Green. Links to past episodes, pl- podcast platforms, merchandise, and social media are all available on our webpage, theallaboutnothing.com. And if you think our financial model of giving away free content and entertainment is silly and uh, you're in the giving mood, why not become an official nothinger and support the show monthly? Members can get early access to this episode as well as exclusive content, or you can make a one-time donation through the same link. If you'd like to be a part of the show, the uh, you can call and leave us a message, 803-672-0533. You can email the show at theallaboutnothing.com or join our Discord server. Links are available at theallaboutnothing.com. Thank you all very much for listening. Tune in next week for part two of this episode. You all stay safe and have a great week. The All About Nothing podcast is produced and engineered by me, Barrett Gruber. Thanks to Cake for our intro music, Sick of You. You can follow everything Cake the Band at cakemusic.com. Thanks to Muff the Producer for our outro music. You can follow Muff on Instagram at Muff the Producer. I am Barrett Gruber. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Barrett Gruber or visit my link tree slash Barrett Gruber. Want to support the show? Visit our webpage, theallaboutnothing.com and become a member. There are several tiers available, including memberships that give you early access to episodes as well as exclusive content. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Find links to our social media, merchandise, and past episodes. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. If you'd like to be heard on the show, you can call and leave us a message. Dial 803-672-0533. If the time between these episodes is more than you can handle, check out our partner podcast. Zach and I host What the Pod Was That with Carrie Simmons. Visit whatthepodwasthat.com for links and details. Me takes a deep dive down the rabbit hole in episodes of Welcome to Wonderland. Available on all the podcast platforms. Visit wtwlpod.com for details. As well, you can listen to the political and social conversation between Dr. Jamela Brooks and Bill Kimmler on Black, White, and Blue in the South. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe and share this show. If you're on YouTube, please like and hit the notification bell. Thank you for listening. The preceding podcast is a product of Big Media and copyright 2024, all rights reserved. This episode of the All About Nothing podcast is brought to you by Blank Canvas Brand. If you own a business, restaurant, or sports team and you're ready to shake things up with that new, unique image, 
you need to use Blank Canvas brand. Blank Canvas specializes in brand identity, including logos and graphics for business cards, flyers, banners, and signs. Blank Canvas offers printing services to help with your clothing needs. Look, when it comes to talent and service, there is no one better. For more information, you can search Facebook for Blank Canvas, or you can email blankcanvas at theallaboutnothing.com. That's B-L-N-K-C-A-N-V-S at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com.